All right, let's get started. Does that sound good, Kirk? Sounds great. <clears throat> Perfect. All right. Well, um, hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us for the latest episode of Dial Up. Dial Up is about highlighting incredible builders in the space and giving the community a taste of what they're working on. Like Solana, we like to keep this fast and fun, so this will be a 20-minute-ish show. For that reason, if you have any questions for our guest, please tweet them at, at Say Dialect. If we have time, we'll ask some of them at the end of the show. As usual, I'm Chris, founder of Dialect. Dialect is a smart messaging protocol. Our open source developer tooling powers Web3 notifications and wallet-to-wallet -wallet chat. For this week's episode of Dialup, I'm joined by Kirk from Grape Protocol. Um, we jokingly call Kirk the composer in chief, as I'm sure many of us do. Um, and there's actually quite a bit of truth to that. Um, Kirk's head, heads up their technical team at Grape and has been behind Grape's remarkable effort to build Grape across an existing primitive system. And a big part of Web3 is around composability. And I think there's no one who's a greater advocate than that than Kirk. Um, so we got to know Kirk while working together on Grape's dialect integration for messaging on grape.art. You should go check that out. They've got some very exciting things in the works. All right, Kirk, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you again for having me. Um, a beautiful intro. I mean, I, again, I, I feel even more humble by hearing that <laughs> from someone else. I'm, I'm just touching the surface though. Well, I, I think our attitude is, is widely shared across the ecosystem. So let's dive into it. So first section is rabbit hole. What is your crypto origin story? And I'm actually genuinely asking this question because I've never heard it. Um, so I was actually, uh, <laughs> nudged by Billy from Grape to get uh, involved in uh, the project. I, I always had, um, uh, I, I really wanted to get involved in crypto. I just wanted to find the, the right way. And the re reason I wanted to get involved in it was decentralization. I thought it was uh, an incredible opportunity and it could unlock a lot of um, potential for communities to grow and um, open the doors for community, communities worldwide. Um, so it was, it was a re really, uh, an intro from, from Billy, from, from Grape that got me started. Um, but my back background is, uh, I, I'm a developer, a software developer. Um, I started off with, you know, uh, Pascal and C and C plus plus. And yeah, I, I do know. Oh, that's amazing. Also. Yeah. But, but, but eventually I just, um, in the crypto world, it's been, there's so many low hanging fruit that, uh, is on the. Uh, let's say the um, more of the user experience level that uh, I've been tackling that right now, but um, I can't wait till the time comes that I'm going to actually take a deep dive in uh, writing anchor and rust directly. So that's, we've already started that, but we'll talk about that later. Incredible. So grape is your first crypto project. Is that, is that fair to say? That is absolutely correct, and I couldn't be more excited to be working on uh, this project. Um, we've we've gone a huge way from the beginning of um, the uh, cave, uh, cave 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 days, caveman days in uh, in <laughs> Solana. We were uh, literally working with no wallet adapter, and now we have a beautiful wallet adapter. That's amazing, and we have all these crazy primitives that are rolling out. It's exciting! It's exciting to be part of this. Yeah. Okay. So when, when did that start for you? When did you join Grape? September of 21. Uh, I was oh, more, awesome. com I was really committed there to uh, getting more involved uh, with the entire project. And uh, it was uh, an exciting 
uh, adventure because we uh, branched out to a lot of different, um, let's say, uh, issues that we wanted to tackle. So from DAOs to uh, integrating primitives, again, I mean, it's, it's so much that you could discuss, so little time, but um, ask away, I'll be happy to answer any questions. Uh, yeah, actually, that's a, a perfect segue. So tell us about Grape. Tell us about um, what you've been doing there. So that, that's a good question. So everybody knows Grape for the verification part, um, but we're a lot more than just uh, gated uh, Discord. Uh, we've done a lot in the forefront of DAO tooling. Uh, and uh, one of my personal projects was Grape Art that I started as an experiment. I was listening to a Jordan from Metaplex saying what can be done with the Metaplex Auction House program. And uh, I said, you know, you know what, let's take a different approach with this if it's possible. Um, and uh, a month went by, I, we were, I was tinkering with the code. I saw what was actually possible with the Metaplex Auction House program. You could make, you know, transactions escrowless uh, with, for NFTs. And that was incredible. You couldn't do that before. Everything was with an escrow. So, right. yeah, so I, I, I said, you know, why don't we take it further and let's apply it and let's see how we could do it. Um, and what happened was, is this, we actually started developing this uh, back in December and everything sounded great, but there was a roadblock. Um, although you could use the Metaplex Auction House program to execute, uh, what Metaplex was telling you was then was, you know what, you have to store the states on a database somewhere. And that was kind of defeating oh, the purpose because, yeah, I was, and I wanted decentralization. I don't want to use any databases. How do I work around this? It was, it was a huge roadblock. So what and happened you, was, is, yep. Can you briefly explain which state? So some information, let's say, is stored in the Metaplex standard, which pieces, like what user experiences needed to, like what data needed to be stored off chain? That is a super good question. Um, so what, what was basically missing was the fact that you don't know if the NFT was actually, um, you know, if what, what the state of that NFT was, was it really listed? Did it have an R? Uh, what was going on with that NFT? Got there it. wasn't a yep. way that you could query it uh, directly in the program. Uh, and it wasn't easy. Um, so I was like, you know what? We have to think and we have to be creative, but we don't need to really reinvent the wheel. So what I did was let's see what is available now out there. And we did a kind of hacky approach of doing it, but it was really nice. We use the uh, memo program, the Solana memo program, and uh, we were passing the states to the memo program. So oh, nice. it was fantastic because we were passing like this object to the memo program and we were keeping the states. Um, of course, people at Metaplex were like pulling their hair. They're like, wait, no, you should not do that yet. Wait, we'll, we'll have to figure something out. Um, so I think a couple months went by and uh, Metaplex rolled out listing receipts, uh, which solved this problem completely. It's an additional struct. They were able to store all the states of the auction house program, and it was for all the auction house programs. It was exactly, uh, not exactly because mine was not as efficient. It was very similar to what my logic was of storing the states on the memo program, but for all auction houses out there, so it solved this huge problem. And again, with this, these listing receipts, you didn't need um, a database. So going back to what we were doing in Grape Art, we had to be um, thinking about ways of how to get this big data that's out there 
hearing this um, it up and getting small segments of it and trying to be as efficient as possible to get it so that we keep on being consistent with the notion of being decentralized. So yeah, every right. time there was like a little roadblock after roadblock and we had to overcome that by finding ways around it, but we did. And um, so the first version of Grape Art was something that we found is being more intimate with what you have in your wallet. Uh, and then we expanded and we rolled out and we started showing marketplaces too. Uh, to show people what can be done with decentralization. And uh, we rolled that out uh, several months back. And it was really uh, an exciting experience because we really showed what could be done completely decentralized without any centralized databases. And it, and it shows really the power of Solana and the state of Solana to this state. But we've been very- That's incredibly creative. cool. Yeah, we, we've, we've done so many things on the back end with regards to being able to index data being able to um, cache data in order to make the experience as fast as possible. But uh, eventually, you know, there, there are other things that we're going to be pushing out to really um, push the limit of what can be done on Solana because you could definitely boost everything up tenfold and still be decentralized. Yeah, that's really exciting. And I think like one of my takeaways here is for the group of us who are building in these new spaces with this new infrastructure, almost everywhere you look, the tooling's not quite there. And that's exciting because one, you get to talk directly with the team. It's neat that you're direct Metaplex. Um, they're really fun to work with. But then two, you can help like input and share and give feedback on the standard and see the, and maybe even contribute to it. Um, and so that's, that's really exciting. And I think especially for a project like Grape where you were so early into Solana um, that it, it's like- Yeah, you've actually it, been able it's to important see that. to note also, you know, Holoplex was, um, we released ours, uh, we open source stars, uh, I think a month before Holoplex released their uh, marketplace also. And uh, I, I really, really take my hat off. They, they open source their code too. And um, I'm really excited about what the, what open source can do and how it could also help the ecosystem. And that's how I see it. If someone could learn from our code, uh, we all grow together. So I think that's it's right. a fantastic takeaway. That's fantastic. Agreed. Um, maybe one more question on this. So just going to ask what can people do and what kind of experiences do you power with grape art today? And specifically want to highlight something that I saw you announce either early this week or uh, late last week, which is virtual. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, you, you went right to the juice, actually. I want to take one step back and say one cool feature sure. that we did release. And that, that was more of frustration that I did. Um, we did a, a wallet section where I noticed that there wasn't a mass sending tool and a mass burning. Oh, that's right. And, yep, yep, yep. Um, so we, we put that in Grape Art and we put it in the identity page, but you could also go to Grape Art to your profile and then you could go to the wallet, wallet and, and you can um, manage your assets that you have in your wallet. You can send them all as a batch. Uh, you can burn. And we uh, have also implemented the Metaplex standard to close all the accounts related to the NFT. So you get the maximum amount of soul back from the NFT if you're burning it. So you're going to get oh, 0 .02, cool. 0 0.01 soul from an NFT. If it's like a garbage NFT, you can get quite a bit back to your wallet. That's fantastic. That's really neat. Um, and for some broader context, being able to batch send uh, assets from a wallet is useful if for any reason you want to move quickly, for example, to a ledger from a hot wallet. Let, so let me let's take the example of Slope, what happened last week. I mean, I was personally affected by that 
with one of my wallets because I do test a lot of wallets out. And um, unfortunately, you know, I had a, a, a bit, but it was a very small amount. I think I had like, uh, like 50 USDC and that was drained out of it. But um, the experience was, how do I move this really quick? And there was really, there wasn't really a tool out there that did this efficiently. And you didn't really know what was going on. I know there's the sole incinerator and that you could just burn everything, but there were some uh, tools by um, the Foxy Federation that, that you had to pay a fee. I think they temporarily re removed the fee that you had to pay. But I said, why not do it open source? Why not give it to everybody to use? And it's going to benefit the ecosystem. And if someone can make something better, more part of them. Fantastic. Yeah, it's it's really useful and, and um, it's great to see it open source and free. Agreed. So maybe la next question is, um, what should we be on the lookout for with We're Doing Great? So th that's it. We, you said about the collector tools. So one thing that we're doing in Great Bard is we're slowly building out experiences for each unique collection that we're showing on Great Bard. And we want each collection to be unique. And we want it to be an experience that you actually immerse more to the collection itself. So if I'm going to the Bears Reloaded and I'm going to see it, I, I want to see the colors. I want to see the NFTs. But I also want to see more things. I want to see the governance. I want to see who's part of the governance. I want to see their mm -hmm. members. Um, all these things weren't possible before. You'd have to scour different places to get all this information. Um, and we released a really cool tool, which is one of the you know first tools that we're going to do in the collection suite and that's for the holders and what's really nice is for the holders you could you could download all the holders as a simple excel file that has uh all the mint lists with the respective public keys and we also have a grouped uh you could get them as groups too so you could see exactly how many uh, nfts a specific holder might have so if you ever need to airdrop something, we're giving you the tools for free to be able to airdrop anything you want for specific collections. Oh, interesting. And, yeah, that's very neat. And we're going we're gonna to add an airdrop functionality too to even make it easier to spam for someone. But the nice thing is we also have the tools that you can go to the wallet and you can reclaim the maximum amount of soul back. So you're going to be a winner if someone tries to spam you with an NFT. Very cool. Yeah. And on the governance point, for those of you who don't know, Grape is one of the like uh, key participants in like the, the Solana Realms governance infrastructure. So they're one of the most active uh, DAOs on Realms and the team Kirk and Dean and whatnot have all been, been really involved. Yeah. There. So that, that connection between Grape and Realms, to me, that's like DAOs and governance and all that are this, like, how do we coordinate in a de decentralized world? So it's inherently social itself. You That's know, really something exciting. that you're saying now with governance, it, I think that each NFT project should have one form of decentralized governance. Mm. Straightforward and clear with what they're doing and what the next steps are. And people that have the NFT or have an, uh, a token related to the NFT should be participants and actually have a voice. And I think that's mm. one of the fundamental things that I personally am on this ecosystem for. Um, to participate, to be part of a community, but to also show my voice. And I want my voice to have some value. And, and Skillbrance gives you that. And that's why we're deeply integrated and we're deeply building tools to enable that with SPL governance. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, this is an interesting design space. Could definitely talk for a while about it, but maybe in the interest of time, we hop onto the next section. So um, Kirk, this is uh, DGen Corner. 
can ask you a couple questions. What is your crypto home screen? Do you have any favorite dApps? Yeah. Um, so my, I'll, I'll say what my background is first. It used to be a DGen trash and I switched it to the Bears Reloaded. Not that I don't like the trash pandas. I love them. I, I, and I, I love Jordan too for what he's doing. Um, but the, the Bears Reloaded, they've, they're derugging projects. I love everything they're doing. We do have them in our marketplace. Um, but most importantly, I, I just see that they're very selfless as a group. And mm. uh, I, I really love that. So other DApps that I have are, of course, Scrape Art. But I also use Soulflare all the time. I, I, I love the team at Soulflare. They've done a fantastic job. Oh, um, I, I definitely have my dialect notifications uh, because fantastic. they're super, super important. And when those don't work, I might miss a vote. So I want to make sure those are always working. I, I absolutely love them, and I'm not reliant on those. Um, but those are the main primitives with regards to what I have on my home screen. Very cool. What um, I'm curious what the answer is here. What's the first DAP that you ever used? Any chain, anywhere, like just decentralized? Like what was the first decentralized product you ever used? So that's a good question. I, the first decentralized product was making my whip with Soulflare. Um, oh, cool. Or, and that was my first like experience. Then verification, because that was a natural next step with the Discord and connecting with the community. Um, but you need to get an NFT, right? So you're probably going to come, come from like some kind of an exchange. And yeah. then you're going to move and transfer to a wallet. Um, and then it's, it's quite a learning curve there. It's quite a learning curve. But it's, it's a fun experience. And that, those, so far, I think, was my first uh, uh, contact with threats to having a wallet and, a, and adapt. Now that you mention it too, I think the Soulflare web wallet was the very first one I used too. Um, yeah, on Solana, that that was a really that was that was like a great first experience. Um, cool. Okay, uh, I'll say one yeah. more thing. I think um, there was a question on what what primitives. I think there was one on Twitter on what primitives I've used or mm -hmm. what primitives. I think there's one fundamental primitive that we all use, but we never give enough uh, attention to it. And that's the wallet adapter. And uh, mm. that's led by Jordan Sexton. And he's done a fantastic job and uh, Solana to push this as a standard. Um, we didn't have that in the past. And this kind of brought all the wallets in an easy to use uh, environment. And now we're all using it throughout Solana and we don't even know it's there. And it's, it's transparency that really oh, is Oh man, fantastic. 100%. Yeah, I'll... I'll like 100% um, uh, reemphasize that like the wallet adapter is one of the most important shared standards that we have like across the ecosystem. I really like that that point, Kirk. Um, and Jordan Sexton is an incredible builder in the space as well. And they're actually like, okay, I'm jumping my own show your bags here, but I, I would just add um, to everybody listening, there is a new wallet adapter standard coming and Kirk, maybe this was something you were going to mention and um, it has some really nice improvements. And at the end of the day, like um, in crypto with universal auth, composability, all that ultimately becomes a social construct problem of do we all kind of agree to work on and collaborate on shared standards and the wallet adapter is at the foundation of that. Um, so really glad you brought that up, Kirk. Um, we're really excited about the work being done there. Yeah, I, I'm assuming you're talking about Connect. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an incredible next step for the wallet adapter. I think it's going to be a seamless process going forward in, in, in the long run. Um, but at the moment, 
but we do have fantastic tools. We, our community wants more and we have to build more to be there. I, I mean, I remember that when Soulflare wasn't supporting message signing in the wallet adapter, I, I uh, forked it and we had the person <laughs> great part. Yeah, I, I, I forked it. I told Jordan, I'm going to fork it. I'm not going to push it because I'm not 100% sure. I forked it. We applied it to Grape for the verification. We were the first to have it. And we supported message signing for Soulflare back in, I think, September or October. And we sent the code That's back. Amazing. And it was, it was a really nice experience. And that was one thing that I want. If anybody's a developer in this space, I mean, I would say the best thing that you could do is contribute code. And... Um, uh, it's the, you, you, you're going to get people that are going to use it, but the feedback that you're going to get is going to be incredible too. And you're going to grow yeah. with, you know, people that are going to use it in your ecosystem. Fantastic. And now we just need sign message support for Ledger. So that's in the works, actually. That's something that technically could be, um, it could have been done months back, but um, let, let's see what the road is going to have for us. But uh, there is a way to do it without actually paying any transaction fees too. We've also mm. spoke up, uh, with um, the folks at Civic and we actually implemented doing it, which doesn't cost you anything, but it does give you a message that there is a transaction fee. So it is a bit misleading. Um, we're, we're trying to see if there's going to be a way that we can work around that. So it's a fun problem space. And for anyone in the audience who is um, not familiar with the sign message, this is just like signing a transaction from a wallet, which you then submit to the blockchain, sign message is um, an arbitrary payload that approves that you own the wallet. And so if you want to identify yourself like in some kind of um, Discord gating um, service, like Kirk was mentioning earlier, that Grape supports, you sign a message and you can submit it to an external service, among many other use cases. Um, and it's just like a really great, simple, and very powerful um, feature of, of, wallet, of wallets. Um, that's great. So, uh, all right. Next section is um, is bullish. There's no better time to build than in a bear market. Um, Kirk, what's making you bullish these days? What new projects, features of existing projects? Tell us what's on your mind. So, I personally believe that we've built uh, something uh, in great part with using the best primitives out there, and um, it, it really is a showcase of everything that you could do on Solana, and you could do a lot more. Um, and it's wonderful to tie it all together. Um, you want to send a direct message, you use dialect to do that directly to a wallet. Um, do, you, do you want to see the person's handle or Twitter handle? Uh, and if it's a cardinal handle, we'll show that. You'll, you have that. Uh, is it a Bonfita uh, domain? It's, you'll see that also. Um, is it governance? Uh, is it shadow storage? Which sometimes mm -hmm. you could think, where am I going to store my data? You could do this using shadow. Um, and Genesis Go did a fantastic job in that front. Uh, these are primitives that really are the building blocks of what we all use, and we're trying to show that in the ecosystem, you could use all this, and all these primitives don't need to compete with each other. They could just build and complement each other in the, in the process. So I, I think in the long run, this is why I'm really bullish, is that we could use all these primitives to make really great stuff. And we're at a market right now where the only thing that we could do is build out amazing functionality because when the bear, when the bear run is going to end at some point, we're going to have this amazing bull run after that we're, we're going to just enjoy the ride with uh, all the new people that are going to be using these products that we're going to 
you know, compose. Absolutely. And how do you think we onboard the next billion people? Do you think that'll happen in the next bull run? That's a, that's a really good question. And uh, essentially it's a board uh, people means that we have to have something that's going to attract traditional brick and mortar people, which are web two in my mind. That's right. Um, we have to make it as accessible and as easy as possible to be able to, to, to do that. So I think, um, Payments is a very interesting front. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really see just disrupting Web2 solutions. Software as a service has to be disrupted. And that's, that's essentially what we should be doing. And would you say that that's like, in, in that space, um, is there a killer use case that you think doesn't exist yet that you think could unlock that? I, I would say there is one use case that I haven't seen yet. I, I mean, um, Solana Pay was... Oh, beautiful thing that Jordan Sexton also did. Um, what I would like to see is I'd like to see subs- strike-like subscriptions. I mm. think that's going to be awesome, awesome, because you could, if you could create subscription plans, that would be wonderful. And technically, you could kind of do that right now, but I think we need um, more approaches that could be um, less creative and just more easy to use and adopted. What um, what's the first thing you would subscribe for? Um, hmm, that's a good question. I think for notifications, for sure, I would subscribe for notifications. Oh, interesting. All right. Well, yeah. we will we'll have to uh, start charging you, I guess, soon. Um, cool. Okay. Uh, this has been super fun. I know we're kind of running up on our promised time here. So next section is rapid fire questions. Um, most underrated builder. So there's this one builder called Divinity. I absolutely love the guy. He's helped a lot. Um, I, I would say Divinity is a very underrated developer and has been fantastic. Has helped cool. me in actually, countless questions. <laughs> not sure I, I know who that is, so we'll have to follow up after the show. Most underrated yeah. NFT project? Um, I, uh, I would say I'd put... Um, I would say the Bears Reloaded. People don't understand the reload. So I, I think they're mm. very underrated. Uh, the fact that they're de-rugging and what they're doing for the ecosystem is huge. So to me, my hat goes off to them. I, I, I love them for what they're doing. We need more uh, awareness of these rugs and a lot of this de-rugging to happen to give value to NFTs. Yeah, it's such a fascinating community. Um, Saga phone, primary phone, or crypto phone? Uh, I would say primary phone. Why not? Right, I what's trust the difference? <laughs> primary uh, <laughs> uh, favorite open source repo metaplex uh, auction house program inevitably that makes sense um and last one if you weren't building in web3 what would you be doing unfortunately closed sourced software is a service web2 um but this has changed my mind completely this is uh web3 is just amazing and open source is the way yeah, I could not agree more with that. And last closing question here. Um, we'd like to end the show by spreading some love. Who should our listeners follow on Twitter who isn't related to Greg and why? Uh, that, I, I just, I don't have a lot of followers. I'm not sure who to recommend. Um, uh, I, I I really like Alex Banana, to be honest. Uh, he's, oh, absolutely. He's done all those, all, all those tools. So I love him and they're open source and has helped a lot also with questions that I might have had. I'd say him, Metafrost is awesome too. 
uh, and uh, divinity again. Mm, absolutely. All right. Well, that's everything we've got. Kirk, thank you. This was a real pleasure. And honestly, I was surprised. There was like one thing that surprised me from this conversation is just how quickly, like how recently you joined the crypto space and how quickly you've had such a big impact. So that's been really exciting to hear. I just assumed you've been in it since like 2014 <laughs> based, based on, based on our interactions, but um, it's, it's wonderful to have you in the Solana ecosystem and uh, specifically today. Thank you for joining us for dial up. Um, we can't wait to see what's next for you and for grape and we'll be following along for sure. And uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot guys. Take care. Thanks everybody.